When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode 110 of the Love Life Connection. So before we get started, I just want to give you a little bit of a visual. So my husband threw out his back last week. He has a bulging disc, or at least we think it's a bulging disc, and he's been more or less bed rest for the past week or so. And the only bed that he can get comfortable on is our guest bed which happens to also be in the room where my office is, where I normally do these recordings. But the only other carpeted area in our apartment, and the carpeting just helps with not too much echo and better audio quality. So the only other carpet in our apartment is our master in our master bedroom. And our master bedroom is not huge. So I've got a little footstool set up with my computer and my microphone in front of my dog's bed. I'm actually sitting on my dog's bed and my dog is laying next to me on the floor and he's looking at me like, lady, what are you doing? That is my bed. Anyways, it's a little bit of a funny visual. Maybe I'll put it on Instagram. So go look at it and check it out at Veronica E. Grant. And also just a reminder that, you know, sometimes things happen beyond our control. It was actually really stressful for me to have to be taking care of Stevie and driving him to the doctor and um, the get pharmacy and, go, and medicines and all that kind of stuff. And I know it might sound really insensitive of me, but you know, I'm one to overpack my schedule. And when something begins to disrupt it, that is well beyond anyone's control, I can get really stressed and really anxious about it. So this is just yet another teacher and that I need to have white space and white space is a value of mine. It's something that I want to have more of in 2018. And so far, I haven't been allowing myself a lot of white space. And so this has just been a really, really amazing teacher to 
build more white space into my life and also just build more flexibility and learning to release control over things that I truly, truly cannot control. All right, so let's move on to today's episode. And and one more thing before we get there is I just want to share that I've had so many conversations with many of you over the past week or the past couple weeks, really, in the Date Yourself Challenge Facebook pop-up group and also with those of you who are interested in enrolling in the Love Incubator. And I just want you to know personally from me that I've loved every single freaking second of it, whether you did every single challenge or you only posted once in the Facebook group, whether you joined the Love Incubator or whether you didn't. I'm so grateful for our conversations and for you allowing me to support you and and to really just get to know you. You are so amazing, and this community is amazing, and I'm so grateful and humbled to be serving you and supporting you. So thank you, thank you. I don't know if I thank you all enough. And please know that I don't take you for granted, and I'm so, so glad that you're here. All right, so let's now get on to today's topic and it's all it's it's all about personal development and the phases of personal development. Now, it's not explicitly about dating and relationships, but I think it's common when you struggle in love, you're going to dive into some probably some books or some podcasts, and that's going to be kind of like your gateway into the wider world of personal development. And it can happen pretty quickly. And I find that despite being on the right path, the right path being personal development, I find that many women still get stuck or feel like they're doing all of the work. Maybe they're trying the things they read in dating advice books, um, but nothing's really happening. Or maybe you have some awareness as to your patterns or how your childhood or people-pleasing tendencies are having a direct effect on who you're attracting but you're still attracting narcissists. You don't know exactly how to change the actual way your life is going, and especially, or particularly, I should say, your love life. And that's because I think in a lot of cases, it's because the awareness is there, or the desire to change is there, which are both super important things, or we're going to get to that. But it's not the only step and it's not the only phase of personal development. And they're certainly not the last phases of personal development. So what I want to do here in this episode is I want to break down the five phases of personal development or personal growth, spiritual growth, whatever you want to call it. I might use it interchangeably as we move through this episode. But in order to create real change in your life and to actually see yourself attracting different kind of partners and having different kinds of relationships and actually feeling generally happier or better every single day, you have to go through, well, at least four of the five phases, but most people get stuck in phase two. So let's break them down. We're going to start at the beginning and we'll go all the way through phase five. And phase five truly is the optional phase. And you'll see when you'll see why when we get there. But the first phase of personal development is essentially, you don't know what you don't know. So dating feels hard. 
you feel like you don't meet anyone you like, or you keep attracting narcissists or jerks or people who are just kind of stringing you around, or um, you only like the quote unquote bad guys, um, and you're just feeling frustrated. So when you're in phase one, you know there's a problem, but you don't know exactly what the problem is, or you think you know what the problem is, but it's actually not the real problem. So here's what I mean. When a lot of women enter my community, they'll often say something about men generally or the man that they're dating or attracting or online dating or texting or whatever it is. They're looking for a villain and they think that those things are the problem. But online dating, men, texting, all that kind of stuff, none of that is your problem. They might be symptoms of another problem, but they're not your problem. So that's what I mean by, you know, there's a problem, but you don't know exactly what the problem is. And so at this point, when you're in phase one, you have little to no awareness of your role and any of the situations that you're attracting or, or, or any of your relationships. And so again, and that's kind of why all of the problems exist on the outside. All these things are happening to you. All these annoying guys, guys you're not interested in, boring guys, narcissist guys, whatever it is. These are all things that are happening to you. And you might feel like a victim, even if you don't necessarily use that language, you ultimately feel really helpless. And poor me, why is this happening to me? This doesn't happen to anyone else. And you're kind of in that mindset. So in phase one, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of blame, and Honestly, there is a lack of self or personal responsibility. So if you're listening to this podcast, especially for a while, you're probably not in this phase. Maybe sometimes you might get into this phase if you're just had a bad day or a bad streak of dates, or maybe it's like a, a nuanced look at a certain issue co- going on in relationships. You might you know, go down into phase one. But if you've been listening to my podcast, and you're on the love life connection train, you're probably not too much into phase one, maybe a little bit. But you're certainly at a point where you know that personal growth is the key to unlocking healthy relationships. And so just by that alone, you're not in this phase of like blaming that texting is the reason why you're single or online dating. So awareness is probably where the vast majority of you all listening to this are, especially if you did the Date Yourself Challenge. I know particularly a lot of women were really surprised because it's definitely or is definitely not what they thought it was going to be. It wasn't all just cook yourself dinner, buy yourself flowers, eat chocolate, watch your favorite TV show, take yourself out for a drink. I mean, those things are great, but... They're not going to get you over that hump of getting firmly into phase two and out of phase one. You have to go a little bit deeper than that. Actually, I should say a lot deeper than that. And so in phase two, you're spending a lot of time looking back at childhood and your relationships with your parents, what their relationship was with each other, other significant people in your childhood or in your early life. You want to look at significant relationships, including past marriages, past past long-term relationships, early relationships. And you also want to look at your own patterns and thoughts and habits and beliefs. It's kind of like becoming a detective in your own life. So you can begin to see that things aren't so random. And so I think this is really essentially what phase two is all about. Because 
I've heard a lot of times women tell me like, I just got totally blindsided. This guy just dumped me or just left me. Um, or, you know, this happened and then that happened and then this happened. And when you're so in it, it can feel like all these bad things are happening to you or it's so random or he just got up and left out of the blue. But I think that once you're really into this phase and you're really looking at some things and some taking, you know, a deeper dive into some things that have been happening to you and your and your earlier life and really and relationships and beliefs and thoughts and habits, you're going to see that you're not just randomly attracting someone who's like your dad, you and he didn't just randomly decide to leave you. And it's not random that all of your exes are narcissists. In this phase, you begin to build some awareness around these patterns. You don't necessarily know how to quote unquote fix them. I put that in air quotes because nobody needs to be fixed. But for lack of a better term here, you don't know how to quote unquote fix it or change what you're doing, but you're getting to a point where you can understand why. And like I said earlier, this is a phase where a lot of people get stuck. And the next phase, which we'll get to. Um, but this is these are the two phases, phase, phase two and three, and we're going to talk about phase three in a second. These are the phases where therapy, or at least most forms, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of forms of therapy hangs out in. And please, I'm not knocking therapy or anything, but phase two and phase three, again, which we'll get to in a moment, are super, super important. But depending on the type of therapy, it's not going to get you into phases four and five of personal growth, which is what's actually going to create some real change on the ground in your life and in your love life. So you've got to do phase two. So if you've if you've done therapy in the past, then you are probably really familiar with this. You probably did talk about some childhood things or um, early relationships um, and looked at things from different angles and different approaches. And it probably was really helpful. Like, Gosh, if I had a dollar for every time that someone said to me, well, it was really helpful that I learned a lot, but I just didn't know what it meant to like, you know, or how to change it or or what to actually do in my, you know, my present day life, my everyday life. That's totally normal because you're not at in phase five of personal development yet. You're only in phase two slash three. And again, this is where a lot of people get stuck because this is kind of where therapy ends its work. And this is where I think coaching can be so powerful and why I think it's an amazing thing to do either after working with a therapist or even while working with a therapist because coaching is more about phase four and five. So again, phase two is all about really building awareness and seeing that things aren't random. So even if you haven't gone to therapy, you might have begun to build some awareness just around some of your own observations. That's possible. It's a little bit more difficult that way because I think it's really hard to see your own blocks, but it's certainly possible. I know for me, I used to psychoanalyze myself to death. Uh, You might have also picked up some awareness around reading some books, especially books that were written by therapists. You might have understood some of your patterns more or your behaviors or why you're attracting this kind of person or that kind of person. But again, this phase is super important, but it's not the end all be all. And it's super easy to get stuck here because in some ways it feels really, really good to build some awareness like, oh God, this is why this is happening to me. So it can feel really cathartic in some ways. And so there's a 
there's a, almost like an addiction to it. We want to either keep going back to therapy or keep reading self-help books or keep listening to podcasts like this one, but not ever taking any action to move into the later phases of personal development. So be careful here because it's really important, but you can drive yourself crazy with psychoanalyzing yourself to death, sometimes leaving yourself worse off than you were before. Not that you shouldn't go on this journey of personal development. I totally think you should, but you got to be careful about hanging out in this phase for too long. So phase three, which I alluded to earlier, which is also probably something that probably comes up in therapy, maybe not, again, just depending on the therapist or the type of therapist uh, or the type of, or just the, the personality of the therapist is once you pass through phase two, so especially for those of you who have done any work around childhood, either you've come to any of my workshops to the date yourself challenge or worked with a therapist in the past, um, and you begin to see your role in creating certain situations, it's kind of actually normal to feel a lot of anger or regret or just feeling just really awful, like, oh, God, I caused this or I did this to myself. I'm so dumb. I'm so stupid, whatever it is. But any of that kind of self-talk and, and any anything even close to that, it's not helping anyone and it's especially not helping you. So phase three is all about acceptance because as soon as you see how you've been perpetuating a pattern, you learn from your parents or understand why you're attracting narcissists or controlling men or whatever it is, it's really easy to be hard on yourself. And it's also really easy to either A, be hard on your parents and be angry at them, or B, feel really bad because maybe they really genuinely were loving and good parents, but no one's perfect and they certainly weren't trying to mess you up. But I mean, parents are doing the best they can. And sometimes as kids, we read messages incorrectly. And so you almost feel guilty because you don't want to make them feel bad. um, Or you don't want to believe that they were quote unquote bad. And this is not about making anyone good or bad. But whatever it is, whatever your situation was, whatever your past experiences were, you have to accept it. Because getting angry at yourself or not really allowing yourself to go there, and what I mean by go there is go to phase two issues, because you might feel bad or guilty about looking at your parents in this way, or getting angry at others, all of that, all of that's going to do is just keep you stuck in phase two, and you'll never get out of it. Because You'll just be in the cycle of psychoanalyzing yourself like crazy. And when you're not accepting it and accepting your experience and accepting where you've been and who you are and how that's led you to become the person that you are today, it's impossible to move to to, to phase four. You just have to accept it. Like, I wish I had like like a logical reason for this, but I, I don't accept that it's really, really hard to have had all of these experiences, whether good or bad, but either way, they led you to where you are today. And if you can't accept that, like, I just don't see how you can possibly move forward in your life, because there's a part of you that has like one foot still in the past, in regret or anger or hurt or shame or whatever it is. And I just don't see a path forward in creating the life and the love life that you want without truly, truly accepting um, that whatever happened in the past, you were doing the best you could at the time. Your parents were doing the best you could, they could at the time with the tools and knowledge that they had. And you can't be angry at yourself for not doing something 
or doing something when you didn't have the tools or the same tools that you have now. So again, I'll say this again, because I feel like I have sometimes have to say it, you know, like a broken record of some of my clients is you're just doing the best you could at the tools and knowledge you had at the time. And it's okay, next time you'll know more and you'll do better. And notice I didn't say next time you'll do perfect, but next time you'll do better. And the next time you'll do better and so forth. And it's really just a whole process of learning your patterns, seeing that things aren't random, and then accepting it and allowing that to really, I guess the way I can describe it is it really just kind of severs the um, the energy. And what I mean by that is if you've had like a past experience or a past relationship um, that's creating some patterns now, if you allow those experiences or that relationship to hang over you, then in some way, you really don't have full control of your life because you're choosing to do or choosing not to do certain things because of this past relationship or this past situation. So acceptance is really just snipping that energy line so that whatever happened in the past happened. But who you are today and the choices that you make and how you want to feel every day or how you want to be in your next relationship, that's up to you and nobody else. And that's and that's really what acceptance is all about. So this step can take the quote unquote shortest amount of time because, you know, sometimes doing phase two work, you know, you might have to do a lot of time in therapy or a lot of time. I mean, I go back with my clients into childhood stuff. Um, as well. And sometimes that takes a long time. Sometimes that's all we work on in our time working together. And sometimes not, it just depends on how much awareness they've had, or if they've done therapy in the past. Um, But this step takes the shortest amount of time, because you just have to decide to accept it. But it can be the hardest thing to do emotionally. So while it's, you know, easy, and then it's just accept it, it can be really, really difficult emotionally to swallow that pill. So if you are having a hard time accepting, again, past relationships, past experiences, um, accepting yourself and past and, and perpetuating some some patterns or past relationships, um, give yourself time. You know, don't jump back into dating or quote, unquote, your regular regular life if you've built all this awareness and think now, oh, you're good now, I can I can go out and, and date, it, it might take time for you to accept this. And that's totally normal, and totally fine. All right. So to recap quickly, before we go into phase four, phase one is you don't know what you don't know. So you know, there's a problem, you're frustrated, but you don't know what the problem is. Phase two is the phase of awareness and really seeing that nothing is random and all of these things that are happening to you, being blindsided, um, all of these patterns, attracting narcissists, whatever it is, none of that is by accident. And phase three is acceptance, accepting whatever happened in the past. It is what it is and you move on. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but essentially that's what it is. Now, phase four is all about implementation and integration. And this is probably the hardest phase because it's the phase in which you are creating real change on the ground. You've built a lot of awareness. You have built some acceptance. You probably have forgiven yourself. You've forgiven others. Remember, forgiveness is not about condoning. It's just simply about severing that energy And so now it's time to do things differently. You have like a clean slate that you're working with. And phase four is 
at least the coaching that I do, it's my sweet spot. And this is where having coaching can be so, so powerful. And honestly, what I think a lot of women who do go to therapy, what they're really looking for is more of this phase four help. And so they go to therapy looking for that, but that's not the role of therapy generally. Now, sometimes depending on the therapist or the type of therapy, it can be. But I just know a lot of women that have talked to me have been frustrated with therapy. Again, therapy is not bad. It's beautiful. Healing modality, phase two and three are required in order to get to phase four. Um, but, um, But a lot of times I think women are wanting this integration and implementation. They don't necessarily know that that's what they want. And so they just go to therapy because they know that's the, like, the only option. But it's it's not necessarily the right modality for the um, issues that some women are are having. So again, depending on where my client is in these phases when they come to me, we may have to spend some time in phases one through three. Um, and generally, the first few sessions would more likely to be in phase one through three. But But generally, overall... Um, with coaching, you spend a lot of time in phase four, implementation and integration. And this phase by far takes the longest. So please don't think this is this is an overnight phase. I, I would say give yourself months, if not years. This is why I don't do standalone coaching sessions, because like, I don't know really what, like, honestly, we can accomplish. Yeah, I might give you some clarity, but it's not going to transform your life. And that's really what I'm looking for when I work with clients is to is for transformation. You know, because think about it, no matter how old you are, whether you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, 60s, or beyond, you've been unconsciously doing things or believing things for decades. So changing your patterns and your habits or your beliefs overnight just simply isn't realistic. So you got to let yourself off the hook a little bit here. It takes it takes commitment. It takes accountability. And it takes the belief that you aren't destined to be single or that it's too late for you or that you suck at relationships or whatever it is that you believe. It takes a lot of work. And yeah, when you're in phase four, you might have to revisit phase two and three if you notice some other block coming up and you're like, oh, what is that all about? So you might have to go back and revisit phase two or three. But ultimately, um, phase four can take a long time to really begin to shift things. You know, I work with clients um, anywhere between three months and 12 months, just depending. And um, yeah, it, it takes it takes a long time. I mean, my clients that work with me for over six months always will see the biggest results because they've had me holding their hand for, for longer. Um, but I think sometimes women will um, do something um, whether it's, you know, do the date yourself challenge or come to a workshop or, um, you know, buy a book or listen to a podcast and expect like big change. But, you know, it's just not going to to happen that that quickly because it's your habits and your beliefs are so ingrained on your brain to to begin to shift them and have these new habits and patterns begin to feel quote unquote normal. I mean, that's tough stuff. It's not it's not easy that there's something that's more complicated than online dating that's holding you back. And perhaps you know some of the roots of these blocks if you know some of your blocks, but dealing with them goes or involves going into the dark, scary basement of uncomfortable emotions. And you just want someone to hold you and hold your hand as you work through all that. And again, or perhaps you've been able to you know, work with a therapist for many years and it was really helpful, but you're at a point now where you can kind of psychoanalyze yourself to death 
Um, but you don't know what any of these things that you learned or realized about yourself, you don't know how, how that actually affects your day to day or how to actually change the day to day so that you're not attracting narcissists or the pattern or whatever it is. So again, perhaps you're the people pleaser or the saboteur, but just can't seem to stop those patterns. So no matter where you are, and I just listed out a bunch of examples, so if it's not your exact situation, that's totally fine. No matter where you are, together, when we work one-on-one, we'll dive really deep into a lot of the topics that we talk about in this podcast, or if you're in the Date Yourself Challenge, and most likely go, well, not most likely, will go well beyond what I can, you know, talk to you about in just a podcast episode. I can't obviously see your blocks for you or help you change your habits or behaviors or beliefs for you. And I, you know, I I love to share that working one-on-one is my favorite way to work with clients, being there with you side by side, holding your hand as you go through a huge, huge transformation in your approach to dating and relationships and love and really just life in general. So I would love to be by your side, helping you leverage your current motivation from listening to this podcast to continue making big shifts in relationships in 2018. And so when we work together, I'll meet you exactly where you are. It doesn't matter what phase you think you're in. Again, the phases aren't linear. And whichever phase you're in, it doesn't mean a thing about you. It doesn't make you qualified or less qualified to to work with me. All I know is that from my own experiences from working with a coach, there's nothing like someone pointing out my blind spots, holding me accountable, and helping me see a way forward when I wasn't sure how to get there or when I was just feeling really, really stuck and overwhelmed. So if you're ready to have me by your side, helping you get clear on what you want in your life and love, if you want someone who can be by your side and really hold you accountable to yourself and you want some support in determining what's holding you back in love and keeping you stuck dating the same types of guys or attracting the same types of guys, or if you want me by your side as you enter these new beginnings, whether it's a new way approaching love or a business venture even or making a big move, then I would love to be that support system for you. And I think we would be a great fit together. So your first step to explore this path of working one-on-one is to schedule a free, no obligation introductory coaching call with me. So to schedule this call, all you have to go, all all you have to do is go to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. And when you get there, there will be some questions for you to answer. And as soon as you submit your form, you'll be redirected to my calendar where you'll be able to schedule your call with me. Now, again, this call is just your opportunity for me to get to know you, for you to get to know me. So it's, you know, coaching is a two-way street, so it's got to feel good on both ends. And really to see what your blocks are, what's holding you back. And if I'll be able, you know, it's for me also to know if I'll be able to support you and what you're struggling with, but also for you to get clarity um, in knowing if you're a yes, this sounds good, I want to work with Veronica, or mm, I don't know, I thought maybe it was interesting, but not so much. Either way, I want you to get 100% clear um, as a result of our introductory coaching call uh, to know if coaching is the right next step for you. So again, to schedule your introductory coaching call, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. All right, so we have made it to the end of this episode. I'm 
so excited. I'm recording this now and I'm so excited to get this out to you. So I hope you enjoyed it. Please let me know what you thought, um, what phase you think you're in. Head over to my Instagram. That might be the best way to let me know. I'm at Veronica E. Grant. Or you can just go to the show notes page of this episode, which is veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 110 and let me know. And if you apply to work with me one-on-one, then let me know what phase you think you're in. Um, Not that I have to know or that you have to be in a certain phase to work with me, but I'm just kind of curious to hear your thoughts as to where you think you are. Um, That'd be kind of interesting. All right. I will talk to you all soon, and I will see you next week here on the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.